to Unwrapping the Gift of Grief, a podcast that invites you to embark on a powerful journey of healing and resilience. I'm Crystal, your host, a grief coach and author, joined by my compassionate co-host, Evangelist Tasha. We're here to guide you through the transformative landscape of grief, where authentic narratives and profound insights will inspire you to find strength and wisdom within life's most profound challenges. Get ready to unwrap the invaluable treasures hidden within as we journey together towards understanding and healing. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to Unwrapping the Gift of Grief. I'm Crystal, your host for tonight. My co-host Tasha is still on vacation. We're celebrating her birthday this week. So if everybody can send birthday wishes her way. Tonight we have something truly special for you. We're we're gonna be diving deep tonight, y'all. Um we're going to discuss. Grief Unveiled, Navigating Love, and New Beginnings. And we have an awesome guest, Arthur Unique Washington. She's going to blow your mind. So tonight, we're not just going to scratch the surface. We're going to peel back layers of the grief, exploring how it intertwines with our lives, our love, and fresh starts. So grab your drink of choice, get comfortable, and let's embark on a heart-to-heart conversation. Mind you, this conversation just might change your mind on how you think about grief and how you begin to process it. So are you ready? Stay tuned. You're in for a ride. Welcome to the eighth, no, the ninth episode of Unwrapping the Gift of Grief. Coming to the podcast is unique. Hey, how are you? Hi. (laughs) <laughs> all is well. All is well. First of all, I just want to thank you for coming on and being a guest on Unwrapping the Gift of Grief tonight. I appreciate you. Anytime. Anytime. I'm honored to be here. Actually. That's good. I see a few comments in here. People in here tonight. All right, y'all. Hey, <laughs> Kyla. Hey, LaShonda. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. So we're going to let Unique tell us a little bit about herself. I already said that she's an author. So she's going to fill us in on who she is, where she's from, and so on. Whatever she's comfortable with, you have the floor, Unique. (laughs) Sure, Crystal. Thank you so much. Um, Well, I did write out a bio, but um, I'm going to try to go from my head here. (laughs) Um, I'm a single mother of two boys. Um, I have two boys and a granddaughter who's seven years old. I was brought up on the west side of Chicago, and now I'm on the south side of Chicago. And um, I'm basically on a journey of discovery and goal seeking. I do some content creating. Um, Like Crystal said, I'm an author. I wrote my first book in 2021, even though I've been writing forever. (laughs) (laughs) I um, embarked on a journey of real estate um, because. I realized that real estate has been all around me. I love every aspect of it. So I have a three-story. So I'm currently a baby landlord. I call it baby landlord. Um, that's one of Thank you. And um, I'm also an IT specialist. And I am a coach of a map system that I created to help people reach their goals and go further. Me and my co-host, Shatrivia Kennedy, we worked together on a few projects, actually. So that's pretty much it that I know of. I'm also a classmate to Miss Crystal, (laughs) which is the host today. (laughs) Yes, yes. Collins High School, CHS. (laughs) Absolutely. I thank you so much. You did send a bio, but I... I feel like people can't tell who they are yes. the way you can tell who you are. Exactly, so, exactly. Thank you for obliging me in that. 
So we're going to kick it off. We always start with something a little fun. I held Uh-oh. your icebreaker back because <laughs> I wanted it to be a surprise. Okay. So tonight's icebreaker is what's your go-to karaoke song? Oh, wow. And, <laughs> and, and here's, here's the part. Here, here's the kicker. You have to sing two lines from no. your karaoke song. Oh my goodness! Oh, that's a that's a good one. You got me on that one. First of all, can I be honest and admit that I've never been to a karaoke bar or anything? Are you serious? <laughs> I'm so serious. And the song that serious? I want to sing, I am so serious. But I know there is shower songs that I love. Um, but it's a lot of them. I don't know. Uh, so if you had to pick one, what would that be? Um, you're you're kicking in my shyness right now. Um, I like um India Ari. Um, um, now mind you, you have to sing two lines. (laughs) No, uh, it's a song she made to Stevie Wonder. I'm trying to remember the song. You uh, wonderful. It's called Wonderful. First off, let's start there. I was in the band, okay? <laughs> no vocals this way. But uh, let me see. Um, uh, she said, You are the sunshine of my life. <laughs> you are the savior of our time. <laughs> uh, you sent me to a higher ground. <laughs> you yes. know, you knocked me off my feet. You got to listen to that. That's a wonderful That's, that's one of my favorite songs. Is it? You know about that's the one song? Of my Girl. Yes. That's you one of my re- favorite songs. You should by re-sing it. You should re-sing it and vindicate me real quick. <laughs> ain't, that, ain't that something? <laughs> ain't that something? <laughs> yeah, that's the best so, I could do. I was shaky. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. So, you know, when I go to karaoke, I either have, I have to do Jill Scott. Oh, yes. Open mic I love night. Jill Scott. Which one? Which I, song? I have to do, um, uh, 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 um, now, why do I have a blank? Um, I know, like me, a minute ago. The name of Jill Scott, you love me. It's oh, special. Lead this way. Yes. Every time you keep me yes. on my feet. Yes. See, I'm your, my, backup my dancer. I'm your backup dancer. Okay. <laughs> no, you don't play that instrument. <laughs> yes, that, that part. Yes. 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 So that was that was fun. That was fun. And it's crazy that you've never been to never karaoke. Been. So mm, I'm gonna have just... to host karaoke night and I'm gonna have to invite you and you're gonna be the first one to sing. Okay, I'll Simple. bring my vocals then. I'll bring them then. Okay. <laughs> I'll be ready. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, we're gonna kick off the show. We're gonna go ahead and start dive into our conversation tonight. And as I said before, the conversation is about unveiling grief. Um, relationships mm-hmm. and love and new beginnings. Mm-hmm. So, tell us where does your grief journey begin? Ooh. <laughs> oh, excuse me. So, my mom passed away December 9th of 2011. And up until she passed away, I thought I knew or had an idea what grief was. And I thought, oh, you know, even though this is the matriarch, I've been through this several times before and the wind was knocked out of me pretty much. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say December 9th, 2011 was when I, I, yeah, I discovered grief and what it really was. (laughs) And so after that, how, what was your definition of grief after you lost your mom? So I define grief as basically the reaction or response or the process um after losing someone or something because it can be a thing as well um and and just the whole journey involving that was my definition now with with losing your mom um what's the greatest impact you think that has had on your life whoa it you know what it changed 
the whole stigma that my mom had for me that ended up being a stigma I put on myself from my mom of doing everything and taking care of everything, if that makes sense. Hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, carrying everything and everyone. And when she passed, um, all of that changed. My entire life changed from that point. Um, And I started like a self-care journey of learning me for the first time ever because I was their doctor, their lawyer, their preacher, their teacher of my mom and my siblings. So it was like, okay, everything I wanted to work hard for is now deceased. You know, we have a subconscious uh, journey in our mind to please our parents. So for me, I was like, you know, what am I going to get a house for now? Mm. She wanted to live in the basement, you know, of that house. Well, you know, what do I do now? I was like stuck for a minute. Like, what Mm. do I do now? Everything I ever fought for is now deceased. So that was the gut-wrenching part (laughs) for me. It became lonely. I I, I definitely understand that because, you know, I too have lost my mom. Yeah. Um, But I talk about um, how I've learned and I how I've accepted that grief gave me freedom. Because as you just said, that you were taking care of and doing everything for them. I too did everything for my mom, my grandmother, and my great grandmother. Wow. So when they died, it was like, whew. And I didn't realize <laughs> that I was pouring so much into other people Oof. that I wasn't doing anything for me. Yes. Yes, so, ma'am. Yes, definitely. Yes. And the big impact was it gave me freedom and I realized that. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. I- I'm okay with that. That's my gift of grief. Yeah. That's refreshing to hear that, you know, I'm not alone in that sense. That's so refreshing to hear. No, you're not. So many people, so many people realize that after the fact. Yeah. Because we grow (laughs) up. I think, I think we were raised and coming up in our time, we were raised to take care of our elders, our moms, our mothers. We were raised. Yeah. And like now it's like our children, we're not raising our children like that. We're raising you're going to be responsible. Exactly. You have your own family. You do what you need to do for yours. Don't worry about me. Yeah. I live my life. Yeah. But back then, they were they, I raised you. You're supposed to take care of me. Yep. So it's I totally still hear different. that in some places. So, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's totally, it's totally, totally different. Yeah. Now, um, how do you deal with the various emotions that overtake you with grief? If any, now. Oh, good point. <clears throat> so it depends, right? So it's so funny that we're talking today is the 20th. Uh, my birthday and my mother's birthday was September 16th. So usually <laughs> on our birthday and December 9th, there's these emotions that creep up, right? I had a friend that mm-hmm. told me once, she said, be careful around the death anniversaries and even the birthdays. I'm like, what are you talking about? She was like, just be careful around your parents' death anniversaries and so forth, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what is she talking about? She was like, I had out-of-body experiences around those times. And I'm like, ah, she's talking crazy. Well, lo and behold, every 16th of September in that area, in that realm, and every December the 9th, something would trigger me and then I would notice almost like the next day I wouldn't remember what happened some I would lash out on someone or something would happen and when I finally started paying more attention I was like okay okay stop (laughs) Uh, something I gotta for one be conscious that this is happening and then for two Mm -hmm. what is going to be my coping mechanism so uh every birthday I try to do things that me and my mother would have loved because we had similar tastes. We love both love tacos. We both love Ronnie Steakhouse. So we both have the same favorite restaurant, El Milagro. So I always make it like a my my journey to go to El Milagro <laughs> 
and some kind of steakhouse that reminded me, you know, Ronnie's is gone now, okay. but some kind of steakhouse. She also liked to go to the boat. <laughs> so I would go there and literally purposefully grieve, have these moments okay. where I think of her and I kind of want to get ahead of it because if it catches me <laughs> subconsciously, it's, 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 it's almost like it's, it's already too late. So I, I kind of go in the season. It's always the season for me. Uh, twice a year where I get ahead of it and I'll do things like yes. talk to my mom and you know anything to invoke her spirit to kind of like absolutely commune with her if that makes sense that's very good yeah that's very good because a lot of people shy away mm-hmm. from, yes. the, from those days you know I can't wait but to I talk know, about that yes yes I know yes. for myself um, for myself, like my birthday, my birthday and holidays are difficult for me. Really? Um, yeah. Leading up to my mother's birthday, like for the last few years, I've always done something to honor her. Yeah. And that was the, the third year I honored her by publishing my first book, a okay. guided grief journal for brown girls. Now, okay. this year, I honored her and my grandmother by releasing. Embracing the Empty Chair, a 31-day grief journey. I love it. So I, love it. I try to pour my emotions into something yeah. so that it won't hit me so heavy. Yeah. Now, on the flip side, like I said, my birthday yeah. is always hard, especially the milestones. Because when I lost my mother, I was 39. Tipping right. over to my 40th birthday, we had plans. And she mm-hmm. wasn't here for those plays. When I woke up that morning, I was a wreck. Not I had bad. the worst headache. And tipping over into my 45th birthday this year, I'm seeing the the, the signals. Right. I, I feel the emotions coming on. Right. Like, I'm big on my birthday. I always celebrate my birthday. This year, I don't want to do nothing. Not only that. Yeah. I lost my grandmother on October the 1st. My birthday is on October the 30th. Oh. I lost my best wow. friend the beginning of November. Last right. day I talked to her was on my birthday. So the month of October, I'm not looking forward to that. Exactly. <laughs> I get but, it. I get it. But I am going to start trying to start putting myself in a position to be prepared for it. And right. if that means prepare to shut down. I'm going to prepare yep. to shut down. Yes. Yes. So definitely, I understand where you're coming from with that. Yeah. Uh, you have anything else to say on that, that yeah. question? <laughs> I do because something funny um, that always happened. It's a tradition every birthday. <laughs> so I have this really Go bad ahead. habit. I did. I actually did grief counseling when my mom passed away. And that's what okay. helped segue a lot of understanding grief. Um, and I also learned how to let go the hard way. And I, they taught me kind of like how to do these grief practices. And one of the things I adopted was I would go to the cemetery. Uh, it would always be before our birthday or the day of our birthday. And every time I go to the cemetery, I would either get locked in. <laughs> what? Uh, yes, I would either get locked in or like what happened recently was it was getting dark. So I just left out because I can't, I can't ever find my mom. Right? <laughs> so this time I realized what happened. Um, I came in the cemetery the backwards way because um, Forest Home has two parts to it. It has a bridge okay. that gets to the other side. Well, if you come in the wrong entrance, you're on the back side looking aimlessly for the, the grave. And it's like, I have a landmark, but I don't know where it is if I come in the wrong way. So when I finally discovered it, it was already dark. And But there's a ritual I do. I always, as it's getting dark or late, I'll be like, where's my mommy? Like a little girl. <laughs> Where's my mommy? God, can you help me find my mommy? And it's just so funny. I'll start crying, like I start no. laughing, crying, like these funny little tears. Like, here you go again. And I could hear my mom laughing at me. Not like ridiculing me, but <laughs> but like, here <laughs> you go again. So wow. I think that even though that's the funniest ritual ever, <laughs> I think that's wow. going to be every year. And even if I, I do find you. out where she is, it's like, it's part of the moment for me. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. 
and the fact that you can laugh about it and yeah. bask in that moment, that's going to probably be a tradition for you. <laughs> I'm going to go to the cemetery and I'm going to get lost. I'll be calling my hey. brother like, I can't find our mommy. <laughs> he's laughing and he's like, because she in the sky, girl. <laughs> I'm like, no, wow. she's here. I need to find her. <laughs> it's wow. like I become this little girl. Like, it's so cute and funny as ever. It is wow. so cute and funny as ever. But it's like wow, one of my co-mechanisms. Yeah. That's one of your co-mechanisms. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That, 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 that's interesting. That is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me ask you this. Have you encountered any common misunderstandings or um, misconceptions when it comes to grief? Yeah. Um, sorry, that's my cat in the background. It's okay. <laughs> um, it's okay. I'm going to text my son and get him. Um, yes, I did. Um, this, is, this one is kind of hard because a lot of people around me couldn't quite get grasp. Um, I'm sorry, give me one second. Couldn't couldn't grasp what grief is. I think everyone, not everyone, but most people um, that haven't lost their mom thinks of grief mm-hmm. in a negative sense, and mm-hmm. also they kind of want to shush you up without realizing they are. So like I have a tendency, I speak out a lot, especially on Facebook around that time. That's part of my process. I'm, uh, man, this time, um, if you were alive this time of year, we would be doing something. I'll, I'll make a lot of posts like that or I'll, I'll vent purposefully um, to say how I feel. And a lot of people are, think oh she's not doing good she you know like it's negative and I try to explain to a lot of people especially close friends you actually have to grieve mm-hmm. you have you have to vent some sort of um, process um, of losing that person there's no such thing as sweeping it under the rug it will come out um, and that's a uh, to be honest with you that's an ongoing journey to educate a lot of people about how grief really works because they're thinking it's for one, they think it's negative. <clears throat> they think it's when mm-hmm. you're crying. All it is is crying, crying, crying. And they'll say anything to comfort you so you don't what cry, yes, yes, not yes, knowing yes. that's part of the process. Or they'll say just, just they'll say something that they don't realize is kind of sensitive and shrewd at the same time, kind of, you know, kind of harsh. You know, they'll say, well, people die or something like that. And I'm like, you haven't, I literally had to get snappy with some recently who was like, uh, said something about what she wants you to feel like this or what have you. And this is a person who didn't even know me or my mother uh, at the time, of course. So I was like, have you ever mm. lost your mom? Have you ever lost your dad? And he was like, no, and no, but no, 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 I'm gonna stop you right there. But my foot, <laughs> you cannot relate to me at this point. And I hate to say it like that, but that's the honesty. When you lose mother, matriarch, all of that, especially yeah. if she was like the only elder left in your world, it's like, that's, that's, woo, that's, ugh. you're talking about knocking the it's wind what? out of you. Like, I don't care it's how what? old you are, it's, it gets real. It it's definitely like, gets uh, real. Yeah. And and um, I don't think people realize like the bond I may have with my cousin is definitely not the bond I have with my mother. This right. is the lady that birthed me. This right. is the lady I go to for everything. Yeah. And to realize that I no longer have her, mm-hmm. like that is something. And I don't know yeah. what that feeling is. I I try to explain the feeling. <laughs> Like I tried to explain the headache or like when it first happened, the headache or the stomach punching or the chest pain. I tried to explain that, but it's unexplainable. That void. Definitely. Yes, absolutely. Definitely unexplainable. So I I want to, I get where you come from. Go ahead. And I want to add that, um, this upset a few of my family members. Also, there is nothing like the mother's death. It's just nothing like it. Like my father, I realized the hard way through when my mother passed away, I finally decided to grieve him and he died 
the same year that 9-11 happened, um, 11 days after 9-11. So he died several years before she passed, but it was a whole different dynamic. You know, like you said, this was your caregiver. I mean, the, the, the adjectives are endless when it comes to mother. And then especially if you were close to mom, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, you're talking about your best friend is gone. Like, I, and I thank God that she had all her flowers. I just, I always felt like uh, I didn't get that house. But, you know, as the grief counselor helped me to see what, whatever she sees, you know, post death, she will be proud. And also the grief therapist helped me to see that her seeing what I was actually dealing with she probably wouldn't have expected <laughs> so much of me because I'm not even the oldest of my family members. Mm. I'm actually the third. But in her eyes, it was, you have God, so you take care of them. <laughs> like, really? So it's interesting, that you, it's, it's interesting <laughs> that you say that because I'm the third child as well. I have what? two older siblings. Yes. <laughs> we like twins right now, girl. We say so. It's 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 so bad. People don't even really know I got brothers. They be like, I thought you was the only child. I didn't know. I thought you was see look, 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 look. We went to high school together. You don't even know. Wow. I thought you was the only grandchild. No, I have three other siblings and I have two that's older than me. So yes, they do expect you. They pick the one that they feel that is the responsible one. The responsible one, the wise one to take care of them. They do. They do. But I want to I want to chime in on something that Trina just said. Trina said, I believe that wholeheartedly. Same thing with sickness. If you haven't walked it, please don't speak on it. Absolutely, Trina. I definitely believe that. Um Having sick parents and being caregivers. Oh, yes. It's a whole different ballgame, baby. Yep. Because not only do you have to, you're taken away from your household, you're taken away from your life and your livelihood, because you have to pretty much put your life and your dreams and your goals and whatever vacation that you want to do, you have to put that on pause and you have to take care of somebody. And that in itself, it can be emotionally challenging. It can be damaging to your health. I had to do all that. And You're if, right. you, if you let it, but here's the thing, right? Some people let it build up resentment. But I yeah. found out that if you do it with a pure heart, yeah, the resentment will not set in. Right. Right. That's a so good it, point. it's a joy. It's a it's a joy being able to take care of your parents and train. I applaud you. Yeah. I definitely applaud you. Because I know I know it's hard. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. And thank you for for popping in tonight to unwrapping the gifts of grief. (laughs) Thanks, Trina. (laughs) What else you got unique on that one about the misconceptions? Oh, um, so it's kind of hard because you kind of feel alone during those seasons where everyone is happy and joyous and you're like, I just want my mom or I just want my Mm -hmm. dad or I just want family members. And for me, ironically, Literally every year for the last five years, someone has passed either on the ninth, like my mom, or right around the same time. So now we have my favorite uncle, my favorite cousin, um, and then uh, my mom. And my uncle passed away the same day um, as my mom, which is also his, his daughter's birthday. She found him on her birthday. Oh my! Yeah, so this thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't be grateful for uh, <laughs> Christmas. I'm try, I try. I swear, I try to get into the the season and what what they all want, right? But yeah, sometimes you have to press. Sometimes yeah. you have to press and push. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and sometimes it don't be about you. You have to do some things. Sometimes the sacrifice is about those around you. Yeah. But I get it. If you can't, you can't. Yeah. I get you know it. what you I did. You know what I did when I um, realized there was a lot of people who weren't quite clear on how grief works? I started this journey every year, literally every year on Mother's Day and especially around Christmas. I reached out to those who I know who who no longer have mothers, just randomly, just checking on you. How is everything going? 
Um, maybe Mother's Day, I'll say why, because <laughs> obviously it'd be mm. Mother's Day. Um, but Christmas time, I'll just check on them. I won't quite give them a reason why. Most of them are no, because now it's a habit. But I think that helps. It helps them and it helps me. Uh, I'm not alone. You know, there's others grieving. And just like I feel, let me reach out to someone who may be feeling mm-hmm. even worse or not, you know, just to Absolutely. say I'm thinking of you. So, Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. And and you just walked us right into this. So I want to ask you, how has grief affected your relationships with your family and friends? And what advice would you offer when when it comes to maintaining <laughs> healthy connections? Wow, that is so intense of a question, both of them. But um, <laughs> so the the way it's affecting my 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 oh we family and friends life it has changed it because remember her death changed my whole outlook and view on life i started a self-care journey and so now i look for uh i look to check in a lot i'm no longer that people pleaser that was doing everything for everybody um i'm in tune with myself i take myself out on dates um with a man or without a man Um, I, I, I I learned how to nourish me. I finally started getting goals accomplished. It's a whole new world for me, but in that your selection of people who once were people you clicked with now is, it's a little more caution involved in that because toxicity is real and, Mm -hmm negative energy is real and positive yes. spirits and the Lord is realer. <laughs> so Absolutely. I kind of, I kind of gotten addicted to peace and mm, that's good. So I select people accordingly. <laughs> I mean, I love you, but even if I have to love you from afar, I still love you from afar. All of my mom's kids have lashed out to the world. I'm not going to lie. Um, I preach them to them as much as I can when we are talking to say what I learn about grief. And I, I say it out loud for them to hear. Um, I have a sibling who goes into denial every time around the same time. Oh, I'm okay. I'm okay. And then they'll lash out some kind of way. Um, and so I know that's grief not being addressed. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And then I have another sibling who kind of drinks um, their life away to succumb to pain. And then I got that other sibling, just like you said, is mad at the world, that just mad at the world, the family, everybody in it, because mom is gone. And I keep saying, mom's not here no more. You know, I love you to death, but that's got to be the reality we accept. Um, But the advice I would give for anybody, especially those who have lost, especially their matriarch, whether it be grandmother, mom, or both, or or dad, whoever served that purpose in your life, you do have to purposefully gr- grieve. You do, my God, you do. And whatever mm-hmm. way that means that will bring about joy to your heart when you think of the person that's no longer there, right? Um, or the whatever it could be. Uh, I know a lot of people have been losing their pets recently. That's a family member. Literally, yeah. Yeah. So, um, purposefully grieve. I think in our culture, we think that it's something totally negative, and we think the word grief means crying all along the side of the um, the road, about to kill yourself. No, it does not mean that at all. It means purposefully accepting the fact that that person isn't there, and still honoring them in what way, whatever way, form, or fashion you can. Um, and, and going at it head on, not running from it. I've run from it several times. It does not work. It does not work. It no, will catch it up doesn't. with you one way or the other. So, yeah, it, it doesn't. And, and people are so in our, in our community, people are so afraid to have the discussion. They, they are they're afraid to talk about it. Like why? And I see this all the time on my social media, um, feed. You're complaining about grief all day. And mm-hmm. oh, I miss my mom. Oh, I miss my dad. Oh, I miss my mm-hmm. brother. Mm-hmm. But you won't get any help. Yeah. You exactly. won't begin to start the process yes, so that please. you won't be in that place 
the whole time. Yeah. Now there is information out here for you. There yep. are people that have been that went to school, got educated to be of assistance to help you through the process. Yes. It's here, but help is here only if you want it. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, we don't want it. We just continue to want to throw ourselves these pity parties. Yeah. And it's it's okay. It's okay to grieve and yep. it's okay to grow through the process. Because that's what you, you're growing through the process. Grief doesn't leave. Right. Those right. sad days doesn't leave. Nope. You just learn how to manage to cope with it. Yeah. Why won't you learn the tools? Yeah. Get help. So <sighs> I definitely. <laughs> Do you I know in, in some can... cultures they have, I don't know if you've heard of it, they have a whole retreat for people grieving. They have a maze that you can go to and walk through this maze and it's like a process you do when you're thinking of your love. Girl, (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) wow, come a lot of us don't know about it and that's because a lot of us isn't even accepting that we need to grieve. (laughs) Or understand it. (laughs) So here's the thing. I don't think we started really talking about, in our community, I don't really think we started talking about grief until the pandemic. Because we were losing yeah. so many people at a fast rate, right? And we had no so now you 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 don't yeah. have you don't have a choice but to talk about it. Yeah. But before then, it was like oh, we was losing a family member once every two, three, four years. But yeah. People was losing family members days and, after each other. And bulks, yeah. yeah. So you it, it make it made you talk about it. It made grief a reality. And not Mm -hmm. only that, let me tell you what, let me tell you what the pandemic did for African-American people. The the pandemic forced some of us to go lay on the couch. Yes. (laughs) We talking about the same couch, right? (laughs) Yes. Yes, that one. The the pandemic forced us to go seek a therapist. Yep. Because you did not realize how depressed, how broken how full of anxiety, how many family issues you were dealing with until you were stuck in that house with yourself or with somebody else. Absolutely. And you had to go deal with your own mess. Absolutely. So yes, the pandemic definitely did that for us. And I, hey, I appreciated the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Did we lose? Yes, we lost, but there was a lesson in it. Yeah. That was a lesson. And it also taught us to be prepared. Now, if you didn't get the memo on how to be prepared because something is coming, nobody thought the world was going to shut down. Right, at all. Babe, you better have some water, some tissue, some something, something in your garage, in your pantry. They was burning off the shelves. Last minute. Those were lessons that were learned during the pandemic. Yes, it was. Definitely. Absolutely. And I appreciate it. Um, yeah. we're going to, we're going to move on. Um, we're talking about the, we, we, we was talking about the pandemic, but now we're <laughs> going to shift. We were talking about relationships as well and family and friends, but we're going to shift to balancing a career with the demands of grief can also be challenging, right? Yes. So how do you navigate your work commitment? Cause I, you you have an extensive bio. You do a lot. <laughs> Um, yes, I do. And as you know, it's so crazy. I started back doing therapy um, because for one, it's needed, especially like you were talking about after the pandemic. I hope everyone is doing it because I see it out there in those streets trying to navigate traffic. It's a lot of people undiagnosed and really need uh, therapy. So <laughs> um, I'm going back to therapy and I'm learning to check in with myself because another thing about African-Americans, especially women, we have the bad tendency, even though this word is not bad, but you'll hear what I mean when I say um, of the word resilience, right? We have that bounce back feature very Mm -hmm, easy, mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. The danger in the bounce back, if you bounce back all the time, you haven't checked in with yourself. You haven't seen, how do I really feel right now? Right. Um, and I have a bad habit of that. I can jump to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And I'm actually learning how to do things so quick or short notice 
But that part with not checking in, especially when you're in a grief state, can get very dangerous. You're on the brink, you can get on a brink of depression if you're not careful and just existing and and moving, but not really checking in, right? So um, seeing a therapist again, um, I'm praying extra. Um, I pray extra around these seasons, especially because I struggle a little bit with seasonal depression when it gets dark outside. Is the struggle is real. So in all ways, this is just a time of the season. I'm going extra in with God. I'm fat. I fast every Monday. Um, anyway, so I, I, I kind of throw everything I got at just making sure I'm taken care of. I take vitamin D oral. So it's going straight to the bloodstream. <laughs> um, I have light therapy. <laughs> Um, I think of my mom, I go to the cemetery. Um, I just make sure I have time to grieve throughout the busy schedule, even if that Mm -hmm. means sit down for five minutes and talk out what you're feeling, have a quick conversation. I call my mom Lynn, man, Lynn, I ain't know it's going to be like this, you know, (laughs) man, I hope you're proud of me. You know, just these random conversations that make me trigger a response to kind of check in with me and, and how I feel and thinking of my mom. Out, li- out loud, basically. And um, yeah, because it does get busy. <laughs> it does Absolutely. get busy. And I have to check in and say, are you not purposefully being busy to avoid thoughts? Are you? Mm-hmm. I have to. That's what I mean by checking in, checking in in every way. How do you feel right now? What are you thinking about right now? Um, Absolutely. Are you busy to remove pain or are you just busy? So that helped a lot, just checking in a lot. And I've been telling everyone around me too, because I'm seeing people who have not properly grieved affect their life every single day, every single day. And I'd like be like, Post said, uh, I, I didn't grieve, I just kept going. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. 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 That was me, you know, during the time when my mom passed, it's a crazy, crazy story. When she passed, you know, as the third child who you find out at the last minute is actually on a policy as a <laughs> policy holder, right? Um, you're kind of stuck in admin role. You're you're getting everything ready for the funeral. You're getting all the clothing items, the, the nooks and crannies, and you're talking to the siblings and you're grounding everybody up. So you're doing the admin work so much. I literally did not get a chance to really sit down and process everything until when she um, until after she was buried. And I still didn't know that. And I didn't know that because um, I wasn't present, if, if, if that makes sense. That makes and then, a lot of sense. And then not being present, I, I sat down. I, I remember sitting down on the couch. I looked around both ways and I said, because um, uh, she had a glass table. And uh, one of my glass tables had gotten broken. I was telling her when she was alive, I was like, I got to get your glass table because I need your glass table. And I remember looking back and I had our glass table and I was like, I didn't want it like this. And I actually (laughs) do not remember from that day I said that moving from the couch at all. And that was days. And then I looked up, I said, I probably should go to grief counseling because it's a lot. I, I think I think I'm 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 having a situation right now where I need to really check in because I did not I don't I can't even tell you how I ate. I, I was I think mm. I was just there for my kids, literally. I think that was the only purpose of me feeling like I had something to do from that point because I was literally stuck. Like just stuck. You know, I I can um after her death uh was a little different, but during during the six months that she had left, um, I began my process then. So I was processing grief um, while she was still sick. Okay. Um, the funeral was like I remember. I remember the funeral because I remember me having to be the the strong one, the responsible one. Yep. After handling <laughs> after handling all the business. But now later, after I had moved from out west to out south, probably four or five months after she passed and moving here and not being able to show her what I've done set me back. 
Wow. Yeah. And it would be days. I mean, I would go to work. I would go to work. I would come home, but that would be pretty much my life. Like you don't really know what the days is. You just going, you just existing. Right. You stop living. You just do what's necessary to get to the next day. Right. So I, I understand that. I definitely understand that. But processing grief, it definitely, um, it helped me to process it beforehand. And mm-hmm. I think that's why I didn't have such a crash during the time that she had died. Yeah. And I was able to stand firm and take care of all the business she had that wrote everything down. So I knew what to do. Oh, I love that. Yeah, we had, let me tell you something. My mama, my mama had conversations with me and let me know what I was supposed to do, when I was supposed to do, down to the color of her casket, what she really? wanted to wear. Absolutely. What she would what she was gonna wear to the funeral. But what? that's the only thing. The only thing that I did not do was put her in the outfit she wanted to be buried in because my mama had so much stuff. When I went to go get her outfit out her room, she had the big store racks in her in her one room. Wow. Girl, I had a headache when I went out <laughs> saying, Let me tell you something, girl. You ain't gonna be in that gold outfit now. I'm gonna run out here on 63rd and Cottage or uh, whatever and get you a new one because I ain't gonna be piling through these clothes looking for you. Ain't even leaving out for me, but you laid out this ugly green suit that you was gonna wear to your next doctor's appointment. Oh, but no. you ain't laid this gold outfit out. <laughs> wow, that's the only thing that I did not follow was the outfit. But everything wow. else, I followed it to a T. That's amazing. So it, it's also yes. good to have those conversations yes. with your parents because yes. their wishes are their wishes. And I do think that we should honor their wishes. Yes, absolutely. I do think that. Yeah, I had a I talk with my mom. This how I think this is how she set me up because I used to sell insurance. And I asked her one day, unbeknownst to me that anything in the future was going to happen where she was sick, I was saying, asking her about her policy. And I was saying, uh, what did I say? I'm, I, we always joked a lot. So I said, you, you got some money for us set up, set aside? <laughs> she said, no, y'all grown. <laughs> I said, mm-hmm. really? Mm-hmm. I said, you know, you got your spoiled bad, bad, uh, baby over there. <laughs> You know, if something happened to you, you better have. I said, Lynn, even if you got to write it down on a piece of paper, do something, right? So she started then at that point kind of listing off what she wants. She always kind of did it periodically anyway, mm-hmm. if I died, this, this, and that. Um, so she would randomly say these things. But what I didn't know, what my, my aunties kind of reminded me when we um, started doing the funeral package. I had never done a funeral before, so <laughs> I wanted my um, uncle, kind of, who did several funerals, to take the lead, and he decides to see that there's another beneficiary on her policy, and oh, let me have that beneficiary do everything, and I'm like, no, I need you to do this part, but anyways, um, they they basically led me to make sure that all the siblings had something left, and I was like, this little enough to get her a package they was like you got to get a deal so they had to break that all down to me uh because uh i was like i don't know how she expect me to <laughs> but she did i did do because all the aunts the uh aunts were saying the same thing i did do what she would have wanted she knew i wouldn't have cheated anyone out of anything she knew that I would have made sure everything got done right. Okay, she knew. Okay, okay. And that's what they had to tell me because I was like, boy, her kid's going to be mad at me. <laughs> He's going to be mad at me for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but <yeah>. Wow. <laughs> wow. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, we're coming down to 50 minutes. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to kind of combine some of these questions. Okay. Uh. I am enjoying you though, baby. <laughs> I know, right? This is <laughs> I didn't know the time was gonna be going this fast this fast tonight. <laughs> Me neither. It must mean we having fun. I know. Uh so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this because I know this um 
Yeah, I know this one. <laughs> How has grief affected your faith and spirituality? I knew you was going to say that. <laughs> I knew you was going to say that. Um, actually, for me, it's, it's nourished it more so, right? Mm. We take one of God's natural processes, death, and we learn to embrace it. Um, we learn God is really sovereign, right? There's nothing you can do, say, think, uh, or anything. I learned that the hard way through grief counseling, that um, no matter what I do, I can't control someone mm. dying, right? I'll give you an example, because I am the fighter of the family. <laughs> I was like the protest power to the people one, right? Mm-hmm. I, I was ready to protest anything, uh, dispute anything, or what have you. So right after my mom passed, um, it was my father-in-law but I was divorced if that makes sense I still call them like my step my my father-in-law right um something happened with him where he he had uh what do you call the leukemia he had leukemia but it never showed any signs and one day he he passed out on the floor right he passed out on the floor and they take him to the hospital it goes from a faint a pass out to uh, no brain activity to some movement to they may have to pull the plug. You tell someone like me that, <laughs> and I'm like, no, what else can be done? You know, I'm fighting hard. And I remember being in grief counseling still because it was around the time my mom passed. And she gave me the harsh reality that, you know, you know, Unique, you can't change. You can't change someone's fate. Um, It's just something you'll have to let go. Because I was like, wait a minute, they shouldn't just pull the plug yet. I thought they had some movement and I thought they had some this and that's me. I'm the fighter of the family. Like, no, I thought it's, you know, but what about if we just wait and that, 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 you know, very persistent and the grief counselor who was a spiritual woman was like, you can't control that no more than you can control your mom leaving this earth. And it was a harsh reality. You know, mm-hmm. I know I can't control anything, but man, you mean to tell me literally we just got to take this? <laughs> so I have my little funny in in windows with God and I have these real conversations like, dang, God, for real, for real, like just it. Yeah, you're not sovereign. I mean, right, you're not sovereign, I am. <laughs> like, <laughs> dang, really? Just like that? And I came to that reality. Um, God is in control at the end of the day. We're mere humans. You know, God loves us. He He shows us favor. But at the end of the day, we're we're not in control. And something kept happening when my dad passed I kept hearing the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases his mercies never come to an end they are new every morning Mm. girl I don't know why that scripture had just came out of the whole scripture came out of nowhere that's a song too so um I was like that's crazy his mercies never come to an end the steadfast love of the lord never ceases i'm like man so for me it's thickened my relationship with god further um it it makes me closer um it made me closer with god learning and understanding the the phases of grief because there's a couple of phases you know there's the shock value when it first happens because for us it was it was a shock value um, we was getting ready to put her in hospice, and I know someone that um, hospice can be a year, it could be days, it, you just don't know, and then know. we got mm-hmm. in a circle and prayed, and Lynn left us, like, I ain't going to no hospice. <laughs> I was like, okay, girlfriend, you going then. She then went yeah. and, and and left us, but um, I know... Um, when she left there's the shock value and then there's the administrative side you got to get everything together and there's the if there's not any process going on then and there it it can trickle in after everything's done and you got to take care of their items and stuff there's a little moment you have there you know you still smell their scent on their clothes and everything and and then if you inherit anything like I have, oh, I should have brought it out. I have 
it's not real, but it's like a reversible coat that has fur on the outside and the inside has leather. And I just chuckle every time I think of this big coat. My mom was this little woman. <laughs> and every mm. time I grabbed like, what was you doing with this coat? It was swallowing you, mom. Like, what? <laughs> I guess it was meant for me. You know, these little moments I had. But um, then there's the phases you deal with yearly, you know, and whatever spurts they come. And there's yeah, also the dream. Yes. Yeah, there's also the dream. <laughs> you oh, know, um, I had a dream of my father. I had a dream of my mom after they passed. And it was just, it was healing to me. It was healing. But yeah. That's good. It helped That's a lot. I, 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 um, grief and faith for me <laughs> before before my mom got really sick I was in a place of I was over church mm. um although I was doing church administration work I was just showing up okay um I was was she up. sick during this time uh yes okay yeah because yep. I had went through my own health thing so yeah but I was over I was over our type of church if yeah. that makes sense, like yeah, I'm tired of, church. I'm tired of church. going yes. to church yes. every Sunday and leaving yes. worse than when I walked in the door. So yeah. I was over church. I would go to church because I love to sing. I would go to church, get in the praise, sing, sing, sing the choir, go home, yada yada yada, go back to doing what I was doing. Right. But I I do believe grief. Um has brought my faith back to the forefront because it yeah. made me have to trust God. Yep. <laughs> it made me have to believe in God. It made yes. me have to lean on God. Because again, as I was saying, I have three siblings. Yeah. I didn't have anybody to lean on other than my friends who have become my family. Yeah. So I didn't, it was me, me and God. And when my mom said to me, baby, we're gonna let God be God. And I told her, well, if you rocking, I'm rolling. Oh, that part. <laughs> and she had, to, her faith was so big. Yeah. Her faith was a, was large. Yes. I didn't have a choice but to tap into that. Yes. Yes. So grief and faith, they go yeah. hand in hand for me. They do. It showed do. me. It showed me something totally different. It showed me that God is my father. Yeah. God is my keeper. God is my peace. God is my source. Yeah. It showed me all the things that God is to me. Absolutely. So I definitely I, I hear what you're saying on that and I appreciate yeah. you. Um we're gonna um I'm gonna ask you this. Mm -hmm. What inspires hope for you? What inspires hope for me? In terms of grief or just in general? In, in terms of grief. Oh, um, be uh living out the legacy that the person lost would want basically i had to literally again check in and say is this journey i'm on would that be something Leanne would be proud of i know that may sound like a stupid question but i i sometimes do that to say man if she was alive today would she be happy and I'm like, she will be more than happy. So that gives me a boost of motivation, hope, everything. So that even if I'm at a point where I'm just like, I'm tired. I don't feel like doing this today, that today. I'm going to take off a week. I'll think that through and it'll amp me up all over again. And you can't. You got stuff to do. You know, you 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 got many people watching you. Um, you got your mom watching you, you know, and she would be so happy so it was always like that when she was alive and even more so when she passed. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and the last question for you tonight. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I want to stay. No, nah. <laughs> I'm not. You know what? I'm not going to do what I did to Jason last week because I uh -oh. asked Jason the question last week. Uh -oh. I asked Jason that if he could say anything to his loved one. Uh-huh. He had one minute to say anything to his loved one. What would it be? Jason said whatever he needed to say to his loved one. But after the fact, Jason ended up calling me back that night and was like, I did not know that I was dealing with the emotions that I was dealing with until I began talking. Wow. So I'm not going to do that to you. And then, <laughs> and then, so I answered the question myself. Uh -huh. 
And I answered by responding, saying that um, I would tell my mother one thing and I would tell my grandmother one thing. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I got off the podcast, I used my phone for podcast last week. Okay. When I got off the phone for podcast and I went downstairs, I ate dinner, I took a bath, came upstairs because last week was very heavy for me. My head was hurting. Um, So I wanted to go to bed early. Okay. But I did, I got, I got on Snapchat, mm-hmm. but I was like, okay, before I start putting some pictures on Snapchat, I need to delete some pictures off of my phone. Mm-hmm. Well, I go on my phone. There have been pictures that was taken during the last few minutes of the podcast on my phone. Really? Looking like, I'm going to share them on, on social media this week sometime when I get the chance to just oh, buckle down and deal with it. But it's like people, it's a blur. Uh-huh. Like people coming into the frame, like 10, 11 pictures, people coming into the frame, every picture. Really? And then the last picture is a short figure and a tall figure. Now, my grandmother was short and my mother was tall. That was like the last picture that was taken. But mind you, I was on the podcast. What? An amazing experience. I was like, well, maybe they did hear me yeah. when I said what I said. And they were just coming oh, in or God sent God. a message to say, hey, they yeah. heard you. They appreciate yeah. you. They were listening. They got oh, it. Oh, my God. So I'm not going to do that to you this week. But I don't want you calling me talking about, well, let me tell you what happened. I don't matter. I don't matter. I don't matter at all. It'll be funny, cute, and scary for me at the same time. Yeah, I'm talking about. I'm talking about wreck my brain. Like I keep looking at the pictures every day. Oh wow! But I I will ask you this: mm-hmm. if you could offer one piece of advice or words of comfort to someone who was currently grieving, uh, what would that advice be? Oh my God. I already, the person popped in my head, her mom just passed. Um, Purposefully grieve when you're feeling that feeling of sadness, pain, hurt, every emotion that come, allow it to come through. Um, Give yourself the space and the time to let it come through. Sometimes if you go in too deep, you may have to set a timer to allow yourself to come out of it. But purposefully think of your mom and grieve, set up a memorial, whatever, to help you honor that person, party, whatever, whatever. I'm going to a memorial this weekend, actually. So uh, my heart goes out to my friend Raven and then Sonia. She lost her son. Yeah, Sonia lost her son. Yes. um, So, yeah, take time to think it through. Um, Please don't walk around calloused, meaning you can see a person who is avoiding it. You can tell, like they're stoic. They they look like like, um, emotionless. That is not good. Um, So, and call me. (laughs) I, I literally listen to people just vent on the phone. I don't have no, um, unless they want me to talk, I don't, I just, People need people to listen and people not talk. It, yeah, so without much. a response. Yes. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's what I would give mm-hmm. now. Okay. I appreciate you. Miss um, Washington, you all. <laughs> she has been an amazing guest tonight on this Wednesday on Unwrapping the Gift of Grief. I would like to thank you so much for your willingness to share your personal journey thank with grief. And yes, we value well. your openness and honesty. Uh, We're getting ready to close out this episode. And I just want to say to our listeners, please remember that everyone's experience of grief is unique. Yes. There's no right or wrong way to grieve. And it's perfectly okay to reach out for support if you need it. You are not on this path alone. We are your community. Unwrapping the gift of grief is your community. If you need help, there are tools, there are places for you to go to seek help. But tonight, I'm also going to leave you with some tips for navigating grief. Number one, seek support, as I just mentioned. Reach out to your friends, your family, or professional who can give you a listening ear. Mind you, like we just said, a listening ear to hear, not to respond, because you need that. Practice self-compassion. Please be kind to yourself. 
Grieving is a process and it requires time and understanding. Do not rush your process. Honor your memories. Do not try to push your loved ones out. And, And on this show, we speak of grief as a plethora of things. It could be your job, your relationship, a divorce, a pet, or whatever. Whatever you're grieving, be kind to yourself in those moments and honor those memories of whatever relationship that you have. Um, explore creative outlets. Please do something. I don't care if it's journaling. I don't care if it's grief art. I don't care if it's reading a book or finding your favorite show. Do something. Do something. Prioritize self-care. Make self-care a priority. Always nurture your emotional and physical well-being. If you need to seek therapy, seek therapy. Nobody is going to judge you. There's nothing wrong with therapy. Go get some. Go lay on the couch. Um, Last but not least, hold on to hope. Remember that from the depth of grief, healing and growth can emerge. I always say this to people. In order to heal, you must first grieve. You cannot bypass any steps to get to heal until you do that thing, which is called grief. Go through the process so you can grow through the process. And if there was no love, there will be no grief. If there was no grief, there will be no love. Consider yourself blessed. And thank you for tuning in to Unwrapping the Gift of Grief episode nine we hope this episode has offered some type of healing and insight and solidarity to you so please join us next week wednesday 6 30 p.m we'll be here and we're going to continue to unwrap the gift of grief together have a good night have a good one everybody